0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in one space with a new virtual room. Collaborate live drawing, sharing, and building ideas with everyone on the same page. And make sure more of your team is seen and heard with up to 49 people on screen at once. Learn more about all the newest Teams features at Microsoft.com Teams. That's Microsoft.com Teams. leaping to make the catch out of bounds he has it for six he's got a knee-high snap looking left now over the middle he pump fakes he rolls to his right with connor barwin pursuing he knocks him down
1: the ball is thrown up in the air and batted away incomplete the rams defense clinches it goff will come on the field for victory formation the Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. this January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West
2: champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Managing Ed or Derek Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend. The person who will make your heartstrings tugged all the way to the ends of the earth. Norm Hightower, welcome to the show. All right. Um, be- <laughs> I, told him t- t- I told him today I was going to try and get him <laughs> on a new nickname. So I have one. That was one and I- not
3: bad.
2: <laughs> I- <laughs> That's the advantage of being the person who introduces everything is I can just throw things out there and try and make them laugh. All right. Um, before we actually get into the conversation, there's a lot going on, folks, a lot going on. I um, just want to introduce you, ask you, actually, to go over to iTunes, do our five-star review for a review for us. We'd really appreciate it. against Ram's Talk Radio. You can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud. Oh, geez. iHeartRadio, I, I Android. Am I missing one? I feel like I'm missing one. Google Play. There we go, Google Play. Google I'm, Play. I'm yeah. I, just, I just have issues after throwing him for a little bit of a loop there. Okay. All the news, all the news going on. The first thing that went down since the last time we've all talked is Tavon Austin is actually, surprise, surprise, coming back to the Rams. Whoa. It's a one-year deal, $5 million, so that covers the dead cap money. He can reach the rest of his roster bonus, which is $3 million through incentives, and the rest of his contract is gone. He's a free agent at the end of this year. Norm, how do you feel about this?
1: Actually, I think it was smart on both parts. I know a lot of people are saying Tavon should have, should have went to the open market, but I don't think so. I mean, basically, it's costing the Rams nothing because they planned on losing that money anyways. And they get to keep Tavon as a decoy or a wide receiver or whatever they want to call him. So, honestly, I, I think it was a smart deal on the Rams' part. It gives Tavon a chance to make $8 million this year, uh, you know, making five, which is what his dead cap money would have been anyways. So the only thing he's taking up being on the team is a roster spot. So it's a good way to keep him if he can go out and prove it this year and and show what he's made of. Then it gives him a chance to get a bigger contract either from us or from another team next year. So I think it was a win-win all the way around, to be honest.
2: I wrote about that on the site last night, almost said the the exact same thing you said. It's a little bit deeper, I think. If the Rams get Watkins back this year, I think they let him go. I think they traded him for you know whatever. But in the end, with him gone, they need some speed. They need to do something else. So having Tavon Austin back, maybe in Sean McVay's system here, he can make something happen. It's you are already gonna, you are already down five million dead cap anyways. You might as well try something. Sure. You might as well. And if things don't work out in training camp, you cut them because it's going to be a $5 million loss no matter what. Exactly. So it's a smart move. I saw a lot of – I know you were out. You were traveling. I saw a lot of criticism on social media about this. Some people just want him gone. You know, you can't – you can't always get speed. You can't always find speed, and that's one thing he does have. If they can find a way in his head, if they can find a way to get him – involved in the offense and we forget yes last offseason he had wrist surgery pulled a hamstring did not get a full offseason in McVay's program you never know probably won't happen let's be honest about that but it would be a nice story if he came back at this time next year and we're talking about Tavon on re-signing because he earned it
1: sure and hopefully he'll stay healthy and can go out and actually put some numbers on the board this year He's got the speed, so he should be able to go out and you know, be a number one receiver, so to speak, but he obviously hasn't come through with it, so this is a good opportunity for him to prove it. It was going to cost us the money anyways, so essentially all we're losing is a roster spot that we could fill with somebody else, so I really don't see it as being a bad thing at all, And and I think it was a smart move on Tavon's part, even if Tavon could have made more money. I still think it's a smart move on his part. Yeah, I don't know
2: if I agree about the whole idea of a number one receiver, but he is a weapon. He could be a weapon somewhere, some in that offense. We've seen Well he's the got past. the he's
1: he's got the speed to make up for Sammy Watkins, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, he could break it open if people were worried about him, but they're not worried about him. At least not on a on a long ball. So if he can if he can go out there and actually produce as a wide receiver as a deep threat. That would really help us. So hopefully he can do that. But, you know, we'll see.
2: But, uh, you know, I'm convinced that the big problem with him has not been his ability. It's been up in his head. It's been mental. That's what I've been believing for years now. And if you look back at his numbers in the first couple of years, he only had a couple drops. Got into a big argument with a – I've mentioned this before. I got into a big argument with another, with another journalist about it. And I can't tell him the numbers don't lie. And at the time, he wasn't dropping much of anything. I think he had come off a year where he had – 87 targets and 84 catches. Like yeah, At the end of that year, that was his career. So only three drops. And then all of a sudden, he started dropping everything. And since then, downhill. So to me, with Tavon Austin, it's more about it's in your head. And let's also be honest here. When you're in Jeff Fisher's offense, how many people are going to be successful?
1: Well, that's true. And it gives Tavon another year to learn Sean McVay's offense, which I honestly think will help a lot. I'm not saying that Tavon isn't smart or anything, but I think grasping a playbook like Sean McVay's takes a while, and I really think that he'll be able to to grasp it a little bit better, and he knows he's got to go out there and prove something this year. He doesn't have that big contract anymore. So it puts pressure on him. He put it on himself by agreeing. He could have just took the dead cap money and left and signed with another team and made more money. I think it was smart by him, and I think it's smart by the Rams. They're going to pay the $5 million anyways, so might as well. And it worked out on both sides, I think.
2: One more thing you mentioned there about the playbook, and this goes back to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins leaves. He gets to training camp, what, mid-August last year when this trade went down? Was it mid-August? Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't even get a full offseason in the program and doesn't really ever – Establish himself in the offense. I covered the film on him. And, and sure enough, he's got elite talent. But he never really, to me, got everything down. And then I go back to what you said about Tavon Austin learning the playbook. Learning this. Well, you know what? Sean McVay's playbook is never easy. And you have to wonder how much of that playbook Sammy Watkins ever really got down. He didn't have a whole lot of time to learn it. And I, I will always wonder that. I'll always wonder if what really went down that he – was it just the fact that he came in late? Was it – I'll always wonder.
1: I'll always wonder. Well, wasn't, wasn't there a few times – I know I could see it on TV when the offense would go out on the field and Tavon would go out there and look like he was lost. Look, He looked like he didn't know what the play was. There were a few times I saw that happen. He'd throw his hands up in the air and look around like, well, what am I supposed to do here? I really think he had a hard time grasping the playbook and that's why he had a limited role last year. You know, plus dropping some punts and some things like that took him out of special teams as well. But now he's he's got a whole offseason to study the playbook. All he's going to have to worry about next year or anything that's put in new. And, you know, he's got he's got all this time and he's got the rapport now with the team and hopefully, like you said, he can get it, get out of his own head and get out there and play. And I really think that this could turn out to be one of the greatest moves we've seen in a long time if, the, if he can pull it off and, and really go out there and produce.
2: And again, if he doesn't produce, you just cut him. And what are we out? <laughs> You're out. Well, and again, you have to think about it this way. If the Rams were going to get anything for him, they would have traded him. The market, they must have been getting – I'm sure there were teams rumored interested in him, including the Steelers, and I think the Steelers could have found some uses for him. But – Obviously they weren't getting much of an offer form. They weren't gonna just let somebody with that kind of speed go for nothing if they can help it. So I think it's a smart move. And I think they probably called a couple teams bluff on that
1: one. Sure. By the way, folks, we're we're live, so any Skype moments like just happened with Derek, where he kind of cut out for a second. Um it's 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 not uh gonna get edited this time. So just know that it's live.
2: Yeah, we're running live. We we we've uh we generally do edit, but in the off season when anything can happen, we don't want to wind up wasting a show. So as soon as we're done, we're gonna get this thing put out there for you. And and uh, heck, maybe you never know these days when by tying in, end of a show happens, somebody gets
1: signed. Well, not only that, but it's funnier when you don't edit too, because you can sound how ridiculous. You know, you can hear how ridiculous we all sound. So well, it's because you look ridiculous, but. <laughs> But anyway, that's, that's not what you said at the beginning of the show. Well, you
2: know, <laughs> I got
1: nothing there. I got nothing. All right.
2: So Tavon out of the way. We'll also, we got yeah, new details. John Sullivan's back. Sully. He's back with the Rams. Signs a two year deal. Would you say it was 10 million? So five a year plus incentives.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a contract that's called 15 million, but um, it'll only reach 15 million. Uh, with, with some situations like, you know, the Rams have to uh, win a play, go in the playoffs and win. Uh, he can't miss any time, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's essentially a two-year deal with uh, $10 million uh, in pay with incentives.
2: Okay. So now you're the old ball coach here. You've been around block a little bit. The value of a center— for a team, especially that for the most part is young at
1: the skill positions. What does it mean? It means a lot. It also gives uh, Jared Goff another year with him instead of having to go out and try to perform with a new guy, which I think is important. It It's somebody that had a grasp of McVeigh's playbook before he came to the Rams. So I think Sullivan is a huge part of this team. And, you know, I have a feeling that this will be his final place of of playing, which is nice to have him here as a Ram. And, you know, a two-year contract, if he can stay healthy, gives us plenty of time to figure out who we're going to have to replace him, which is very helpful. And it gives us the opportunity to have that out of the way and really focus on where we're going to need stuff on defense, which we obviously need a lot.
2: Now, one thing that one of our runners pointed out this week was that this offensive line is now the oldest in the league. i got to make sure I check those numbers, but there's a point there. The Rams are getting up there real quick. It used to be this offensive line. When we couldn't find any kind of anything, but they were just drafting, 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 drafting guys, and all of a sudden now it's an older offensive line. Andrew Whitworth, John Sullivan. This year we can expect that in the draft they're going to address the defense. How long do you think the Rams have before they really start hitting up on fixing this offensive line for the future? I mean, it's fine now. It doesn't mean fixed now, but fixed as in ready for the next step later on.
1: Well, I think, honestly, the Rams are in a window right now. You know, they they went from, you know, what, four wins to, to 11 wins in, in one year. They have definitely upgraded their secondary. Offensively, they haven't lost a whole lot especially keeping John Sullivan, uh, you know with Sammy being gone, you know, they'll fill that void somehow with Tavon staying. I mean, really there's not a lot of difference on the offense this year. So they're really in a window to where they've got a great shot, you know either this year or next year to to make it deep in the playoffs if not make it to the Super Bowl so, I think they're going to address the defense hard this year and the offense hard next year. I mean, I, I don't see any other way that they can do it. You know, Whitworth, who knows how long he's going to play. Uh, Sullivan's on a two-year contract. Uh, I, I think uh, Saffold's a free agent next year, if I'm correct. I think Havenstein is too. I'm not sure on Havenstein, but I know that, I know that uh, Saffold is. So there's going to be this, some decisions to make next year, for sure, on the offensive line, but... Right now, it's all about defense. It, it really is. <clears throat> at this, this point, at, at this moment, our starting linebackers are Samson, Evukam, and Mark Barron. And we know that Mark Barron still may not be a Ram. Uh, you, you pointed out something interesting to me today about his contract. So why don't you, why don't you yeah, tell well, the listeners?
2: Well, you know, after June 1st, his contract is set up. To so where, if the Rams release him post June 1st, they save nine million to the salary cap. Okay, before then, it's less. Now, for the Rams, this shouldn't make much of a difference if they wait to sign Aaron Donald's extension until the summer. If they try and do it before June 1st, that money won't be there for them the way they need it to be. So they're going to cut him June 1st, probably. I'm not guaranteed, but if they're going to cut, they're going to come post June 1st. And then we'll see the Aaron Donald renegotiations. It's just, it's just math. Otherwise, they're not going to have the money. So, you know, the, I don't know that Mark Barron, he's not a fit in the current defense. That much is clear. Even as an outside rusher, he's probably too light. If he puts weight on, it's going to slow him down. He's never going to be able to really break off blocks. So he's probably gone. But, you know, if they are going to replace him, that's three linebackers you got to replace
1: yeah I mean they, they they didn't they tender long anchor? They did tender Long so there's a possibility that he'll be yeah. back, Samson E become, and then you know if they cut Mark Barron, that's all we've got is those two guys at linebacker. so there's there's some serious work to be done. Uh, all the targets that I was hoping the Rams would go you know go after in free agency are now gone. So, you know, I I don't know what their plans are there. They may be leaning towards bringing in an old vet like you talked about on a one-year kind of deal to kind of bridge the gap. That's a possibility. But at this point, you know, we're drafting linebackers and and maybe a nose tackle and uh, and kind of go from there. I I think our offense is fine right now at the moment the way it sits. If we did nothing else, I think we're going to be okay. Defense, our secondary, is obviously okay. Our defensive line is okay except the fact that we don't have Aaron Donald under contract yet and we don't really have a nose tackle. And then you look at our linebacking core and we're in deep trouble. So it'll be interesting to see what they do.
2: Well, there's Corey Littleton there. The Rams have shown that they're interested in him. They've always shown that. Um, they think he can step in, so maybe that's a guy. But then again, he was deaf last year. So no matter what, they need more linebackers on the roster. They and I didn't really see too much of a pass rush from Corey Littleton or any, any other linebackers on this roster. To see what they can do at the outside or in the inside position. I didn't. See, you know, we were at that game in in against uh, the Rams and against the 49ers, and that was an ugly game for the Rams. They had all those guys in there, and so we really have no idea. Where they fit as starters long term. You know, so the big thing too to me is you're missing that second round pick. And without that second round pick, ugh, how are you going to feel that death? You have, you, you really have to hit it in the first round pick. You have to hit it, and then you have your
1: third. Well, one possibility is they could re sign Connor Barwin and bring him back. Now, we've talked about the numbers with him and, and that they're not that great. However, having the secondary we have now may help that some. And honestly, if they, if they do some, some finagling, I have a feeling they're going to move up in the draft. And I'll wait to talk about that in a little bit. Um, they're either going to move back or they're going to move up. And I have a feeling that they have a target they're going to move up after. I just have a gut feeling and I could be wrong. But watching the way that the trades are happening now to get picks, it looks like we're going to have a run on quarterbacks, and there's a player or two that's going to drop quite a bit. And if the right players drop far enough, I think the Rams are going to go after them. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But at this point, we have the possibility of bringing Connor Barwin back. And if we did that with Longacre and Evicam, that's not bad. We're still gonna need some depth there at outside linebacker, and we're definitely gonna need help at inside linebacker. So, obviously, they've got something in the works. They have to. <laughs> they can't. They can't expect to fill all those positions in draft and expect to have a winning team next year. And well, Littleton have. is Littleton again too. You know, so. Well,
2: they have to have some kind of plan because there's no way they let all these guys sign with other teams. You know, they've been quiet. We had not even heard about the Rams being in on negotiations with anybody else. The only people we've heard them being in on negotiations so far have been Terrell Pryor. That's the, like, that's the only one I've heard them even talking to. Apparently, what's his name? Um, the tight end who signed with the Packers, Tyler Eifert? Was it Eifert? Okay, apparently the yeah. Packers talked to him too. So we haven't heard them in on anything with linebackers at all. And that tells me they have some kind of play in the draft.
1: That's or in me. free or in free agency, which you can't really plan that that well either. You can't plan the draft that well because you don't know if your players are going to be there, and you can't plan free agency unless you get out and sign them. So, I'm a little nervous, but you know, there's some there's some players out there still that could that could really help this team, even on a one year contract. Uh, it's just, you know, we go from having all this flurry right before you know the the deadline comes where you can actually start talking to players and now we have all these flurries of trades and all these great players coming in and then we all realize, wait a minute, who do we have at linebacker? Who do we have here? Who do we have there? So it's nice to it was nice to see the Rams so aggressive and doing stuff in the beginning and then all of a sudden it's real quiet. I, yeah, they did the Tavon deal and they did the Sullivan deal. But I I'm, I'm hoping they I, I hear some more from them here soon.
2: Well, there's a guy out there on the market now that I have a a little bit of a man crush on, and that is Jonathan Hankins. The Colts just released him, and I, I mean, I know him well because he's a Buckeye, and I'm um, a big Buckeye. Guy's, you know, 6'2", 6'3", three, 325, can play a, in a 3-4. Um, he would be a good fit, good run stopper, not real big in pass pressure, but you don't need to be a big in, big in pass pressure, and so – to me, if the Rams still want to look out there for somebody, he's a fit. He's actually a pretty good fit. Now, somebody on Twitter mentioned to me today that well, the Rams don't really don't really run a three-four base; they run you know basically the modified four-three with the slot corner. Yeah, I get that, but it's still a lot of three-four. And the thing about Jonathan Hankins, that I know because I've been watching him for years, is that he can he can do well in three-four. He can play someone in the four-three. He's a fit if you in some form of it and. You know, that's what they need. They need a run stopper. The downside to him, he's probably going to cost you about $10 million a year. Yeah. yeah it, it, about that. So you would have to make some things work to get him. And he's already going to see the Redskins, and I don't know who else he's going to go see. But, you know, he is a guy that is a good fit for what the Rams are trying to do with stopping the run. But anybody else out there in free agency, I was looking at the list just before the show started. There's not a lot left. If the Rams are going to move in free agency, it's going to be resigning a bunch of role players to kind of fill the gaps. I don't know if they're going to find stars or
1: not. Well, if they're going to go after a nose tackle, I don't think they can afford him, even though he's a really good player and I'd love to have him. Uh, I think money-wise they're going to have to look towards if they're going to fill that position in free agency more towards Benny Logan from the Chiefs or Xavier Williams, who's a restricted free agent from the Cardinals, uh, I think those are about the only two players out there, nose tackle-ish, that are in free agency that are left that are really worth looking at. Uh, as far as linebacker goes, you know, like I said, most everybody I've seen that I would have wanted to bring to the team has been signed. So it doesn't leave a whole lot except for those 33, 34, 35-year-old guys that, you know, you could bring in on, you know, the one-year deal or or even a two-year deal if if need be. You know, Bowman's out there. A lot of people are really thinking that we should sign him. Uh, you got Jarell Freeman from the Bears, he's 32. You got Derek Johnson, 35 from the Chiefs. You know, they're they're all, <laughs> I hate to make it sound like they're old men at those ages, but in football, middle linebacker, those are old guys. You know, and then there's some possibilities out there where they could maybe come in and, you know, they haven't had the best, they haven't played up to their level yet, like Kevin Mintner. You know, he's from the Bengals. He could come in. He's 27. If he could come in and play well, he could be a three or four year guy, probably on a decent contract. So... There are guys out there that we could bring in. We've got to bring in some experience there. Even if we're going to plan on drafting there, we still need to bring some experience in there to work with those guys. So I expect to see some movement here in the next few days, you know, at linebacker or, you know, either inside or outside. And if they if they go after somebody at the nose tackle, then it'll change my view. But I really think that there's going to be something that happens in the draft there. So we'll see what happens.
2: Well, is, that's – we we know those those veterans are out there. We know that, you know, guys like, geez, Derek Johnson's one of my personal favorites there. You know, we know they're available. I just i am frustrated a little bit, and I really don't have a right to be. Look at what the Rams have done via trades, but I'm a little frustrated to see such an open gap in linebacker right now, and I, I have to believe they're going to fill that gap. But man. That's a major, major hole, and you're having a lot of faith in trying to find the right guys either in the draft or through old guys. <laughs> and Navarro Bowman, there's 29, but he's, his body's probably that of a 31, 32-year-old. So there's a little bit of the frustration there. I mean, that's where I'm at. I want to see them fill those holes partially because we know what they've done with the secondary. On paper, that secondary is the best secondary in the league. They don't need to have all world linebackers to wind up being a great defense this year. They just need some that can rush the edge and stop the run fairly well. They don't have to be all world and that team's going to be successful.
1: Agreed. Well, before we take on uh, some of the messages from some callers that we had come in, who makes these podcasts possible for us, Derek? Oh, that will be our sponsor over there at the golden Ram barbershop.
2: Sal Martinez's Golden Ram Barbershop has been around since the day the Rams left. That's the day he opened the place up. You can go get a haircut there at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. 92683. Give him a call at 714-894-7267. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 7 to 4. We said it a million times in the show. If you want to get a great haircut and actually get the real deal Barbershop experience, Sal's the man. He will talk your ear off. Rams football, the entire time you're there, his whole place is nothing but Rams football. I mean, this is kind of stuff you'd find in 1950s, 1960s, old school barbershops. Real deal football talk, sports talk. And he'll talk anything in football with you. You're a Vikings fan. We saw it. Trust me, Norman and I saw it there in person. He'll talk Vikings football with you. He'll Hold his nose a little bit, maybe, because he's a Rams fan. But he'll still love to talk. We go in there and talk some football with him at 714-894-7267. Give a great cut. Use the promo code RAMSTALK and get an appointment. All right. So a couple really solid questions here coming through. Clash of the Horns sent us a voicemail message. He wants to know... Which one of our young players will step up this year with all these other players leaving? He asked about Samson Ebukam. He mentioned Corey Littleton, Gerald Everett. Which one of these young guys do you see stand, uh,
1: stepping forward? Ebukam. I think he's going to be a stud in the league. And I really think he'll do it. He'll come out this year and and show what he's made of. I, I watched him play a lot at, at uh, Eastern Washington and, I really think this kid's got the makings of being a star someday.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to say Joe Everett. I believe right now that the Rams need that deeper guy, a deeper threat who can who can come down the field, get in the corner route, get. You know they they lost they lost a lot with Sammy Watkins. But Everett's speed, at tight end especially, can make some can make a huge difference. His athleticism, we saw we saw that beautiful catch he made. In the 49 Rams game at the end of the year, I really believe that with some development, we get a very you'll have a very special player there. A full off season in the program, I think Joe Everett's the guy. So
1: that's not a bad th- call either.
2: I mean that, I mean uh, it frustrates me that he didn't do better his first year, but we all knew he was a raw talent when the Rams drafted him. We all knew that. Now the another question we got via Twitter. And this one was actually, <laughs> this one I think is right up here, Alec, as you just mentioned it. So in Justin that like he says, humor me, give me a scenario where you would, where you would play GM and trade up for Vita Via for the most dominant defense in football. Well, go ahead, Norm,
1: play GM. <laughs> well, I really think that's a possibility because of the fact that I think he's a top five pick. I think he's that talented that he could, in any other draft that wasn't quarterback heavy, he would be a top five guy. But at this point, with the Jets trading up and, you know, the Browns who are obviously in the quarterback market, and then you look at a bunch of other teams out there that are quarterback needy, I really think there's going to be an early run on quarterbacks, at least four or five of them, and if that happens with the kind of talent that's up there at the top, I could see Vita Villa dropping to ten to fifteenth. And if he drops if he drops to past ten, I think the Rams start moving. I think they start trying to figure out a way to move forward. And another another pickup there also that wouldn't be bad if Vita Via goes off the board would be Chubb. He might not be a bad fit for us either. So I really think if they start seeing Via move back, I can start seeing it happen that they'll go after him after ten.
2: Well, Chubb's gonna be gone in the top ten though. He
1: he won't make it past ten. He with that run of quarterbacks. Well, maybe not. I, mean, I don't see him being more talented. Thinking? I don't see Via being any less talented or you know than Chubb. I, I think either way it could go both of them could end up outside the top 10. It's a very big possibility. And I, if that, I mean, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of mocks where they both do. So not that the mocks are right, but so there's a possibility. And I really think that's what it's going to take. If you see a via or a chub fall after 10, it won't cost as much for the Rams to move up. And I have a feeling that they'll go after one of those two guys. And I think Via would be their target. They interviewed him, they've looked at him really heavy. He's a perfect Wade Phillips guy for on the line. And and he's right. I think having Via and Donald on the front line, with uh, with the other players that we have, I think that would really fill a big need. It really helped the run game. And then you could afford to maybe get some some less experienced later round linebackers to go behind them. So I could see that scenario happening if Via falls past ten. I was thinking
2: more like past fifteen. I think at ten, between ten and fifteen, is probably going to get gonna get, with, uh, get beyond the Rams' grasp, really, because they don't have that second-round pick
1: now. You lose. Well, I agree. Round pick. I, I I agree, but I think once he hits ten, uh, that's when the Rams start trying to figure out every scenario they can to move up. And it may not be until fifteen if you last that long, but I think at ten that's when they're that's when their you know radar goes off, and they're like, okay, if we have a shot at getting this kid, he's a top five talent, you know what's it going to cost us to get him
2: now the question I want to ask you about that though is really with Vita via, we would talk about linebackers and that need, especially not just at middle linebacker but also some edge rushers out there, does getting a guy like Vita via or even someone who's probably not asked how like a Jonathan Hankins help relieve some of that stress and pressure to find the right linebackers behind them.
1: Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I think he makes a big enough difference in the middle that they can go later rounds for linebackers and be okay. If they, if they don't get somebody like via or a free agent, that's going to really solidify the nose tackle area or the center of the defensive line line no matter where he plays. Uh, our biggest problem is the run. And right now our pass defense with our secondary that we have is going to be dang solid. So middle linebacker is important, but it's not as, as important when it comes to the passing game as it is the running game. But if you put a guy like Via in there, I mean, that guy will take on two people and still take the ta- to still make the tackle. He is a stud. And so I think he makes a huge difference in the center, and it takes a lot of pressure off our linebackers. And that's why I think they could look that direction.
2: Now, what do you give up for him, though? Because, again, they don't have a second-round pick.
1: I know. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they package it. Um, I, I'm not saying it's possible. I'm saying they're looking at it and trying to figure out a way. Uh, I, you know, it, it could. It could involve picks from next year. It could involve a player – it could involve a bunch of different things. Mark Barron. <laughs> Tavon Austin. Yeah. Tavon
2: Austin. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't look at it as a way, like there's so much depth in the draft in certain areas here where the Rams can move back and get somebody they need. And I would tend to think they were more likely to move back. Now, I, if maybe if Vita Vita gets to around 17 or 18, we see them make that move. But moving all the way to 15... Um, start talking at ten. I got my uh, doubts. I, lo-
1: I laugh at you when you say that, because where do we choose Aaron Donald? Where do we pick him? Well, thirteen, right? But and how much not, of a difference is he made but, for our team?
2: Listen, I, I get what you're saying, but they it but the situation's a bit different here. A the big difference here is what capital do you have to move up? The more the the more you move up from twenty three, the more capital you're spending,
1: right? So what kind well, of sure. camp do we have? I, I'm not saying they have it. I'm saying they're looking at ways to try to figure it out. They're getting real serious about it. But how do you know that? Once he, I would. You asked me to put my GM hat on. That's my GM <laughs> hat. If I was the GM, that's what I'd be going, wait a minute. This guy's a top five pick, and he just fell past 10. Let's look at the other teams and see what they're picking, where we think they're going. If I got a chance to get this guy at 13, 15, 17 – What can I do to move up? I'm making phone calls. I'm talking to people. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, maybe it's a, you just signed Tavon Austin to a $5 million contract with incentives. Maybe another team goes, hey, uh, we'll take your first rounder, uh, your third rounder and Tavon Austin. I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of ways you could do it if you really wanted to go after him. I'm not saying they are, but as a GM, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to figure it out because I think VIA is that much of a difference maker. Well, you watched
2: like every stinking hour of the combine. You were glued to TV. We, we talked and you showed me exactly what you were doing, which was just staring idly mm-hmm. at the combine like a man possessed. What did you see at VIA that helped make up
1: your mind for that? Well, most of it is, is his leverage and strength. You you can watch him get double teamed and he'll stand both guys up, both guys up in a double team. I mean, everybody knows if they've listened to us long enough that I've been a Ducks fan forever. And I watched him take on guys like Tyler Crosby, who's in the draft, who's a darn good player and, and another guard and stand both of them straight up in the air and tackle the running back coming around the side with one arm. The guy is powerful He's got great leverage. He gets under the pads. He stays low, which is important. And he's a beast. And he's he's a lot. He's not fast, but he's quick. And I just think I guess the who was the last uh, great Oregon nose tackle that that came out of uh, who came from the Ducks and played in the NFL? You remember?
2: Yeah. No, I don't. I don't pay attention to
1: crap. Man, come on now. Hello Dinata. All right. Well, there you go. He reminds me a lot of Haloni Nada, but I think he's better.
2: Okay, you think he's better?
1: Yep. At the same level he's at right now in college, where Nada was in college, I think V is better. I and mean, look where look where Nada went in the league. So I really think he could be that big of a difference maker. So if I'm wearing my GMs hat and I see him fall past 10, I'm doing everything I can to figure out where I can get him and if I can move up and if it's workable. If it is, great, I'm going after him. If it's not, I'm trading back. I'm going to trade back later first round if I can and try to get another, get a, you know, I, I have to look at the values of what picks are worth and I don't have that in front of me. But, you know, maybe you get a first and a third or a first and a late second or, you know, whatever it is to, to move back and that gives you the opportunity to get, you know, maybe one more linebacker. First,
2: third, third, yeah. I wouldn't trade this year's third.
1: They're going to have like three thirds next year. No, 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 no. I'm saying a team trade, they trade back with somebody and a team gives them a first and a third. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Or first and a fourth or whatever it ends up. And they can maybe work a deal with, uh, you know, they got what, a gazillion six-round picks this year. Then they can take a, you know, a couple of those with a fourth or something and try to move up. So it gives them capital. So they're either going to move forward or move back. I don't think they stay pat at 23 unless there's a player that they really like.
2: You know, I, I agree there. They have too many holes on the roster, especially at the linebacking core to where I don't see them staying still. They need to move here and get some capital, either get some capital back or I'll go get a guy like you're saying, who will make that difference and make things a lot easier. I like a I just uh, call me. Uh, well, just say I don't have the creativity. You, what you do. I don't see the Rams, Easily moving up, I see them much, much more easily moving back. There are players between 23 and 30 that, at least right now, are being mocked. That some players, that some teams are going to want, and so I see it more along the lines of them moving back. I could be wrong, and I'm not the major, major creative mind that
1: you that you are with this stuff. So, well, if the draft gods know. part, if the draft gods part the seas, and <laughs> Vias walking down the middle of the middle of the ocean on the sand. At 15, you tell me you don't go after him? Well, no, you go after him. You go after him. You try. Yeah,. You try. I mean, so what's I, the, what's, what's the difference between you. 15 and 13, What's the difference between 15 and 13 in draft value? Not, not that much. So I, I really think they could move forward. And, and again, it's a pipe dream. I understand. I would love to see them get this kid on the team. If they can get Aaron Donald signed to a long-term contract and have Vita Via on the line with him, we're badass, dude. With
2: Brockers there, too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. That was our podcast for, well, it's been a few days. I was forced to handle business alone early in the week, so it's good to have my partner in crime back, even if he's, you know, again, being a little annoying today. But – Before we go, (laughs) folks, before we go, a couple of things. Head on over to iTunes again. That five-star review, we'd really appreciate your patrons there. Also, you can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, and Google Play. Also, apparently, yeah, we're on Player FM, too. Look at that. Also, if you ever have any questions you'd like us to answer, mailbag it. We're at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. You can always leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. Twitter, at TalkRams. We're on Facebook. Also, Norm's personal Twitter, at Norm Hightower. Trying to get him to use it more. He's kind of a dinosaur at that stuff. And also me at DC Apollo Check us out. Check us out. For Norm Hightower, this is Derek C. Apala. We'll see you in a couple of days.